0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show with the Teach Better team, where we get to be live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are so thrilled to be kicking off Thursday, June 2nd, with a Brand new guest. I'm so excited for you all to meet her. I have been stalking her on Instagram. So it is going to be a really, really good conversation. As a reminder, we are in our last week of the Daily Drop. And if you guys can believe it, we are headed into a summer break coming at the end of this week. So we are so excited to end this series strong and then hopefully hear from you. You have the next few months to kind of think on it, chew on an idea. We'd love to hear from you on what ideas or what things you'd like to see in daily daily drop-in if we choose to relaunch in the fall. It's been an incredible experience for the team holistically to be live with you every single morning since August. We are so excited to be a part of your daily morning routine and also hopefully be able to bring some new friends and some new faces into your pln so as we get started here we are so excited to kick off june 2nd with a bang please go fill up your coffee and we'll be right back with the show This morning, and I'm so excited for you to meet her. How you feeling this morning?
1: Oh, I'm feeling good, Ray. Thank you so much for having me on the show. That music got me going. I mean, I could we could have kept <laughs> pretty exciting here already early this morning.
0: Uh, I, you know, I have to tell you, I love the song. I feel like that's become like the teach better song. We yeah. play it all the time, but it does like haunt my dreams. Like I'll wake up <laughs> jamming up to that same tune. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. It's energetic. It gets you going. And that's what we need early this morning. So thanks for having me on.
0: So good. And good morning in the comments to Alex. Brianna's is commenting. They're all thrilled to be here and excited to learn from you. Brianna, sure. for, for somebody who may not be familiar with the work that you continue to do to support educators, Man. I know I kind of joked and I mean it that I have been Very, very excited to consume your content on Instagram. Uh, I'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself to our community.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. So an educator uh, through and through began um, education field as a teacher in the classroom. Elementary was my sweet spot, second and fourth grades, and um, went right on into instructional coaching. And I love serving the educators um, with their instructional delivery. Um, in that way and data and, you know, all the things. And right after that, went right into assistant principalship um, to serve educators and students and campus in a greater way. So just excited about that journey of education. And I started the profession a little bit later. I was a stay-at-home mom at first, right? And um, I took pride in that role and serving my kiddos until they were school age. Mm-hmm. So um, recently joined the educators and the, the field, and so just excited to get a chance to work with educators um, in that way.
0: I think it's so wonderful that you're able to take some time to be so active with your with your own children, and then be able to give that back yeah. to other students by becoming an educator. I think that that story really resonates with so many yeah. educators in our community, whether yeah. they chose to go down that journey specifically, or even just took time away to to spend with family before coming back to the field. It's such an important opportunity. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when
0: you originally were reflecting about, you know, your your children going into school and, you know, what you wanted to do, um, why education?
1: Great question, because education was not on my radar at first. I knew, Ray, that I was going to be a nurse. (laughs) And I went to school, actually, originally to be a nurse. And um, my... Dream of being a nurse and thoughts uh, quickly changed once I became a mom and I began to work with children, um, even in the private sector. And so um, education just seemed natural to me and teaching was natural to me and working with students and building relationships all were natural to me. So as a young adult, I went right on into that field because I felt like it was the very next step for me instead of nursing. So I haven't looked back.
0: I don't think I could ever be in the medical field. So shout out to all of our phenomenal nurses, but I (laughs) I see that connection of nurses to education, you're working- Caregiving,
1: caregiving, serving.
0: Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I just think the blood would freak me out. I'm gonna stick with education.
1: Right. I get it. No, I get it. But yeah, caregiving, serving. So the fields are similar in that way. You see us even now having the discussions around our fields because it's the same uh, in a lot of ways. But no, I ha- I haven't looked back. I've kind of flirted with it a little bit, but no, I haven't looked back.
0: Well, I think I think we're all very thankful that you continued with education. So yeah. I think that was a good <laughs> a good extent, but I do have to say that the thought of you know going into education with a nursing background, I'm sure there yeah. was so many tools, yeah, that were you know, especially as a, as a mom, but also I'm sure there were so many things to learn. You know, educators were so many hats in the classroom and have so oh, many true. possibilities.
1: So true. So true. I agree with that. I I did so much science, right, that I have a minor in science (laughs) from my nursing um, school days. But yeah, the the ability to juggle, to multitask, to um, to, you know, pivot on a dime to do whatever it takes, all of those things. You, you learn it being a mom, you learn it, um, you know, in whatever field of study you're in, especially nursing. And so I took that right on into the classroom and then into administration.
0: So as we are um, reflecting here in the Teach Better community, there's so many educators that are kind of at the end of their school year, right? Mm-hmm. I know that Brian's in the comments this morning saying it's her last day with students today.
1: Oh, it's bittersweet. Um,
0: it's so bittersweet. And then we have so many educators that still have like four weeks left and they want to really use all that they can to, to make the impact on with those kiddos. What are your thoughts on those end of the year feelings? I'm sure you've had many oh, of yeah. those mixed emotions of oh, yeah. being eager for summer, but really wanted to give, really yeah. wanting to do everything you can to students.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, it, at the end, you know, especially once you're done with all of these state exams and just gotten all that stuff out of the way. Relationship, we started with relationships, right? In the classroom, building cl- culture um, and, and just getting to know our kiddos. And let's end that way. You know, fun things, interactive, um, collaborative efforts, those types of project-based assignments and/or activities that children can decide that they want. You know, choice, all of that. Let's end with relationships, and that's what I did. Anything that we could do, especially with my older groups, that we could do to build and forge those bonds that will last right on into the summer and even into the next school year. But let's end with relationships just the way we started.
0: I really value that that reminder. That's so important as we are in the midst as educators, you know, like finishing up grades and packing up classrooms yes. and just getting ready to all throw on our swimsuits and hopefully enjoy some time at the pool. I think it's, in, it's a really wonderful reminder to focus on relationships.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree.
0: Yeah. Our last unit that I taught um, when I was a math teacher, we used to have students construct, literally build life-size Lego suits using geometry. And it's funny you say to focus on relationships because while there was absolutely math we were doing, while we were, you know, truly, truly still digging into content the last few weeks of school. Absolutely. Um, the reality was there were so many giggles and relationship fostering opportunities. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It's so special.
1: When you can get the best of both worlds going with that, you know, you're, you're winning on both ends. The kids are winning, you're winning as a teacher. And um, that's the best. Uh, I love Collaborative effort, efforts, cooperative learning, all of the above, and it includes fun, as you stated. It includes laughs. It includes memory making. So that's the best.
0: Well, I know we're going to get into um, some great conversation this morning. It's Thursday, so we have brainstorming coming up with our community, which which we know is a great space to kind of dive into your passions. But before we get there, before we take on our moment of gratitude, you were a classroom teacher, and then you transitioned into other roles supporting educators yeah. in your space. What? Tell me a little bit about that transition. I've heard a lot of our community members are considering a transition in some regard as they continue yeah. in that space of education. Um, what inspired that? What was the right move for you and why, why did you choose to take the leap?
1: I love that question because sometimes um, others... See in you what you maybe don't see in yourself. You have this sense of, like I stated earlier, this, this, when you have this natural ability that you feel that you have. And so much so, even as a classroom teacher, I was lead teacher. Um, and so, you know, the natural leadership came and people would come to me and ask me questions. And I would sit with teachers, even on my prep time and, and you know, work with students, et cetera. So I saw that there, but it took leaders to come and say, hey, what about this? What about this next role? Because we're, you know, when you're in the classroom and you love the kiddos being that close, you're hard pressed to leave oftentimes. So, that's what inspired me and encouraged me that I was really already doing that and that I could do more of that um, and affect even more students and teachers moving up and out of the classroom. I still wanted to be hands-on with those kiddos, though.
0: <laughs> no, of course, it's, it's interesting. as I'm thinking through the educators that I've been having some really challenging conversations with yeah. the last you know, few weeks um, the idea of somebody kind of coming to you and sharing their vision or yeah. opportunity for you is so exciting. I just wonder on the on the flip side, can we do that for others? Is there are there educators we work with currently that we actually see something in and yeah. we highlight? Because if nothing else, Brenda, it's kind of a nice compliment to hear that somebody's yeah. more for you.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And you know what? Teacher to teacher is probably some of the best compliments, some of the best encouragement, some of the best valued input. You know what I mean? Um, We respect, of course, administration and those who have moved on and out of the classroom. But boy, when you have another teacher telling you, I value what you're bringing to the table. Let me sit in on your classroom. I had teachers from across the district sitting in on my classroom. It's a special time and a special place. So that really encouraged me to say, okay, I could do this.
0: Yeah, here on Daily Dropping, we love to have those kind of action steps, right? What can you oh, do yeah. today? What can we challenge you that's bite-sized that we can go do? I yeah. wonder if this morning that's an opportunity to challenge everybody listening, whether you're listening live with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or LinkedIn, or maybe you're even listening to this after the fact on Teach Better Talk podcast. Take on this very, very, very teeny, tiny challenge with us. I'd yeah. love to challenge you all to find an educator, find somebody in your educational circle, your PLN, and give them a little boost of where there you go. Yeah, where you see them, and 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 maybe that encouragement of a characteristic you're celebrating in them, or or some sort of celebration, maybe that sparks something within them that you yeah. didn't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that so, c- because it's true.
0: Yeah, and it only takes a few minutes to do. I mean, what we're talking about a quick text message or direct That's message. It. Right? That's, That's it.
1: That's it. A quick walk by the room. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, I mean it. it's
0: it's truly and I you know there's obviously different ways to take this, but Brandon, it's very similar to how we connected. I I truly I came across your content on Instagram. I became yeah. an instant follower <laughs> and then I, I I simply messaged you. I, I didn't know That's you right. it wasn't necessarily something that that we all feel comfortable. It's very really
1: formal. You're right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. were your thoughts on that? How do you feel about people reaching out to you that you, you don't have a connection with?
1: Well I well you know and so it goes back to those days um in the classroom and on the campus. That's what we did. That's what we do. Educators, we're unafraid to get in there and see <laughs> what's going on and how I can take it and you know, adapt it to my kiddos, to my style, etc. So that's what we do. And so when when I saw that you reached out, I was like, oh my goodness, this young lady with this, I mean she's doing big things. I love it. I love to see educators moving forward, moving on, uh, supporting each other. And so I was stoked.
0: <laughs> see, I think that sometimes we are fearful reaching out to others, especially in this virtual online community to say, oh my gosh, like what if, and the reality is that there's no, what if the worst case scenario, they don't respond back. Right. There you go.
1: There you go. There you go. go. So it wasn't for you to meet up or at least not at this time. And that's okay. That's okay.
0: I love it for this morning before we transition here. Um, we use an app called happy feed where we document our moment of gratitude every single morning. Uh, this is an app that was actually recommended by a guest who was on the show um, months and months ago, and now not only on the show, but so many in our in our community choose to document their moment of gratitude. Every oh, time. I love that. app! It's it's wonderful. It's a free app for those of you who haven't heard of it before. It's called Happy Feed. We'd encourage you to use it and allows you to kind of reflect back on other moments of gratitude to really celebrate those, those great, great things. Brenna, this morning as we get started, I'd love to ask you, what is something that you are grateful for?
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for my relationships, particularly with my uh, partner, my husband. We just celebrated, Ray, 25 years of marriage. And in 25 years, you can only imagine that we've been through ups and downs and ins and out, And we have three beautiful children as a result. And he has supported me so much in this journey of education. So I'm extremely grateful for that union.
0: I love, I love. Focus on relationships this morning on a Thursday. I think it fits so, so, so well. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be right back as we transition into our brainstorm bank segment. We do want to kick off our morning saying good morning to Holly and Elijah. Elijah's in the comments um, congratulating you on that. Oh, minutes.
1: thanks, Elijah. I appreciate that.
0: Holy moly, it's so good. We'll be right back for more celebration. Good morning, friends. Happy Thursday, June 2nd. We are diving into our Brainstorm Bank this morning. It is Thursday, so it is our first segment that we get to get into, and the Brainstorm Bank, as many of you already know, is a time where we love to share out into our community, take an intentional moment, and ask, hey, friends, do you need anything? Are you brainstorming Mm -hmm. through an idea? Do you need a brainstorm partner? Brianna and I don't promise that we are going to have all (laughs) this for you. But we for sure are willing to think and add our minds to the game.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yes. Feel free to add any of your questions, something that you are considering or a topic you'd love us to discuss in the comments, and we'll do our best to hopefully direct you right in some <laughs> some sort of direction. Uh Brianna, our theme this week is all about being our best self. And I'd love oh. to kind of kick off the conversation of what that means to you.
1: Oh, yeah, being your best self, self-awareness. Um, always knowing that there's room to grow. You want to continue to grow. And to do that, you need to stay in community. People that you love and care about, they let you know if something's off or something's wrong. So I always say that in community is where you're challenged, you're charged and you're changed. So yeah, when you're talking about growth, keep yourself in community. They'll help you get there.
0: You are absolutely somebody building a community or constantly sharing your yeah. passion, your expertise at least from what I see on social media. Tell me a little bit about what you do and when you're supporting educators. I know you have a lot of passion in a lot of different spaces, but what are you most passionate about?
1: Most passionate about those educators who are struggling with being on the fence. Um, and so I know that educators out there are seeing what's going on and they're weary and they're worried and they're concerned. And a lot of them have what it takes to remain in the fight. And I encourage those who do to do so. But then there are those who are ready to parlay into something different. And we talk through that step as well. So that's my passion to serve and support those educators who are on the fence and they're leaning towards leaving and use a framework that I created called the 10 Steps Checklist for the Career Changing Educator. It's the same checklist I took myself through and as well as my fellow educators who have um, moved on from the field. And what we do in that space is just simply say, you know what, I do have a passion to remain in the field. And they go that way. Or you know what? I do feel that I'm called to something different and then they take those next steps. So that's my passion. That person who is in that space of wanting to know what are their next steps.
0: This is an extremely relevant topic. I think we are all in need of this. I was just in a meeting recently where we were proposing a change for an idea yeah, and after some really, really, really big discussion, we essentially decided the change wasn't needed. We were we were in a good spot where we there were. We go. Yeah. And, but the but the process of going through that and really affirming either I actually I'm good where I am or yeah. I hope that change is necessary yeah. is really powerful. I'd love to hear kind of more on how this topic is 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 impacting other other educators.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that framework that I mentioned takes you through identity first. Because as an educator, when you're wondering what your next steps are, this is an identity crisis, if you will. Mm -hmm. Many of our educators, especially those of us who have been in the field a little longer, you don't know who you are apart from education or apart from teaching in the classroom. Um, So we just start simply with identity. And then we move into the connection that we have with our community. I call it our tribe. And then we consider our finances. We look at, can we make a pivot out of this space or do we need to move into a different facet of education? Maybe we're just kind of, you know, needing to move from the classroom or from instructional coaching, et cetera, move positions. Mm -hmm. And just, we go all the way through to the end where we're looking at how to move forward confidently. That's the last step in the 10-step checklist for the career-changing educator. And having looked at all nine steps how can we move forward confidently with all that we now know with the decision that we're willing to make?
0: When you are coaching educators through this, whether you're doing it, yep. you know, virtually through this system or or even just in conversation. Yeah. Um, what type of results have you seen? And this is a really difficult topic. And I, I mean, okay. I, I applaud you for for being a part of this difficult time of educators sure. really evaluating their desires.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the results I've seen is this. I've seen some tears. (laughs) Um, That's part of the process. It doesn't stop with our first consultation or even our first coaching. You know, when I left um, education and remember, this is the topic of staying in the space because you know that you're called to it still and you have the grace for it. Or, you know, I feel like I need to pivot. Some people are dealing with a lot, Ray, and physical, it's showing up physically in their own bodies. And so when they get to the decision, okay, sometimes it's just making the decision, And once they do that, they see some things open up for them regarding the decision that they actually made. It's getting out of that space of teetering that I really want to support them and that they really. So once they make the decision, we can continue with coaching towards what that decision is or we're good to go. And they're like, Brianna, we appreciate that. I just needed to get myself centered. And I'm just glad to sit with them in that space. It's what I do.
0: I think it's really a powerful exercise, regardless of if you're in a, you know, so to speak, state of conflict or not, to be able to confirm that you are in the right space or yeah. a bit more. I, I don't think I've ever had so many conversations with educators as I have, you know, over the last six months of educators yeah. being in this space of, you know, I liked that you said, you know, they're on the fence, right? They're on the fence. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's how I name it. And they get it. They get that term. They get that phrase. And it's true. They're on the fence. And um, I I just work with them in that space because I know what it's like. I've been there.
0: So I know that you have a coaching element that as our our community will go follow the work that you're doing and, and, you know, hopefully take you up on learning from your expertise. And again, if you guys are listening to this this morning, please feel free to um, share your questions in the comments. If you would love to learn more about a specific topic that comes up this morning. But Brian, as I'm thinking through our community, um, is there any opportunity here for us to ask some reflective questions similar to what you would do, I know, in a coaching session, mm-hmm. to kind of spark some of that deep reflection for our network this morning? If an educator is listening and saying, Yeah, I fall into this category, I'm kind of on the fence, or I've been yeah. on the fence, or yeah. maybe I feel like I made the decision, but I'm re- I'm not sure if it was the right one. What are those initial moments of maybe a few steps you might take an educator through?
1: Yeah, great question. So I always want to ask them if it is the job, as in, is it teaching? Is it actually the profession or are there persons who have made you question where you are or is there a particular campus or a particular district? If the profession itself, as in you're a teacher or you're an academic coach, whatever the position is, if you're solid in the position and you still love what you do and the kiddos are who you love to serve, if you're solid there, but you're on the fence, we look and see why you're on the fence then. And usually we can unpack and uncover that there are some relationships um, that have gone awry possibly with. Um, parents, possibly with staff? And if so, that's just a, maybe a pivot to another campus, a pivot to another district. And you may see some of that on the fenceness, <laughs> you know, right itself. But there are some who are saying, no, um, I'm even with the actual position, I'm struggling even with working and loving on kids, like I used to, I'm struggling, then I get that. And then that's a space that I say, okay, I see where you're going when you're on the fence, and maybe you're leaning towards leaving. Yeah.
0: You know, um, the concept of making a big decision like this uh, is enormous. I, I can only imagine, I've heard from so many educators that that choosing to either, even choosing to change buildings, which is a, a huge deal.
1: We're, 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 we could stress changing classrooms. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's serious. Thing? This is a serious business.
0: A very serious business, and it's hard. And even the concept of going into the unknown, I mean, moving sure. into a different field is incredibly sure. stressful. Sure. Um, is there a, a, a an idea or an, a strategy, a tip for someone saying, okay, I think I've come to peace with the change needing to happen, but there's a lot that comes after the decision needs to oh, be made.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, so one, one of the tips um, that, you know, so once you get to that space, space of, you know what, I feel that it is time for me to move on and that's okay to be in that space. We want educators in the classroom who are committed to the task. You and I both know it takes you to be all in. So if if that is the next move, then I ask them about their runway, and what we talk about is their financial runway. You know, it's the added stress and pressure of having to know you got you have to make the next bill, the next payment. It, it doesn't free you up to really make the decision of pivoting into a new career path, a new venture. Um, some want to go into entrepreneurship, which we know does not start with. Um, you know, paying your bills initially. Let's just be honest. And so I talk about sponsorship. That's a part of my 10 steps checklist. And sponsorship is just this. When I was ready to pivot, I needed someone to sponsor me. And I use that term in a funny way. But all I mean is that someone who takes on the financial burden so that I can have a runway to get started in what my next may be. That simple step, and it's not simple always, but that simple step allowed me to just free myself to actually look into what I wanted to do next and then start to build the income from there. So first, I, I want my educators to have that financial runway. Some do, some don't. I've seen, Ray, some make the decision of moving in with family. Mm-hmm. had an educator who moved states to go back home uh, to move in with family. They're doing things that they need to do in order to make the next move possible. And once they free themselves in that way, that tip alone opened their mind to what they wanted to do. They went back into a previous career that they were in. They went back to school. Some of them have started the um, entrepreneurial journey and um, are able to do that because they have what I call a sponsor.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I I've seen a lot. I'm gonna say this like I've seen a lot of coaching with educators who have been thinking about changing positions, changing campuses, uh, exiting the education field completely, which always yes. breaks my heart. And I, I have to tell you, all of the coaching. I know that sounds like a big statement, but I think I truly mean it. All of the coaching I've seen ends once the decision's made to yeah. make a step. And I think I I, I really want to applaud you for your willingness, eagerness to not just say, well, congratulations, you've decided to uproot your life. Yeah, yeah no. But you're going through all the other things that come with it because the concept of even moving buildings, much less moving career fields has a lot of other steps that come with it.
1: It really does. It really does. And I just think about that, you know, I think about what I wanted and what I needed when I was moving, um, transitioning out. And I thought, "Ray, here's me thinking, okay, I'm leaving the profession. So I'm leaving educators. No. I parlayed right back into um, serving educators in a different way. But I know what it was like even in the classroom. I know what it was like being an instructional coach and an administrator. I knew that after I went into the classroom and supported in this instructional delivery or in this data disaggregation, what comes after that is the most important. What do we do now or what do we do next is the most important step. So um, I just take that same framework and use it now.
0: We have a lot of educators in the comments uh, sharing their personal experience with this, even just sharing their turmoil going through this process. Holly here is saying that the fear of the unknown was a powerful factor that was holding her back. It took a lot of reflection for her to figure out what she needed to do. I want to highlight this word of fear. You must be um, really familiar with educators kind of sharing their fears, whether their fears are you know, to even think through this idea with the unknown of not knowing if they'll choose to stay exactly where they are or make a change or anything in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fear is real. And um, I understand that fear very well. And what I know that a lot of moving forward, it is the fear of the unknown, but sometimes it's the fear of letting go of who you were, and that's why that identity really, really plays a big part. Educators are the most courageous people. You're talking about unknown. We hit the unknown every day with the same class. You know what I mean? So we, we understand at our core how to make decisions, how to pivot, how to adapt how to change directions. You understand that when you're in the the middle of a lesson and you're thinking, no, this isn't going the way I was start thinking it was going to go. And man, I need to just pivot right now. So it's really to me more so around identity and um, not so much as the willingness to do all the things that I just named because we did it and do it every day. But yeah, that fear is real, Ray. And sometimes just walking someone through that saying I know what you're feeling, I've been there, I've moved forward and so can you, it goes a long way.
0: Hmm. You're right. There's a lot of identity we have in in education and even just moving campuses. I, I mean, I had so much identity in the school building that I was Absolutely. working in. Absolutely. You're, you're moving to a, a sister school that even is so close by and you're like, well, who am I? Because who am I? This school was like running through my blood, right? How do I how do I take that away when I go to this next venture? That's
1: incredible. educators are so, and you know, I talked to you about family and what I was most grateful for. We so take that um family mindset with us, and we become so integral in the system that we're a part of, much like you're saying about the campus, the classroom that we're a part part of even the walls of the place. So it, it really is a stripping away that is a tearing and a ripping in some ways. And only an educator gets that about an educator. It takes one and no one.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it so really true. does.
0: So true. You know, Brianna, as we kind of wrap up this conversation and transition to celebrating some holidays and some good news, I'd love to kind of hear if an educator was popping in right now for the show. And yeah. they were able to listen to anything else, right? This was the moment. What would be your soapbox message? What would be your call to action, your your final tidbit to our group that you really want to ensure they, they took away this morning?
1: Yeah, I want our educators to know that they have what it takes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: they know that instinctively, but I really want you to know that that's not in theory. You have what it takes. The same strength that is in you to get up and go before your students, go before your staff. It's the same strength that it takes for you to move forward in whatever your next endeavor is. If that, Even if that endeavor is to stay in the profession and work through these crazy times, you have what it takes. So talk like it. First of all, think like it. That will attract your thoughts and your thoughts will attract your words. So then talk like it and then your your feet will follow. You'll walk like it. Think it, talk it and walk it.
0: Hmm, really, really powerful advice. We'll be right back with some good news and some holidays. morning, everyone. It is Thursday, June second, and holy moly, I'm going to have to re-listen to this show over and over. <laughs> deep reflection going on here. Thank you to all of you that are choosing to be so active in your learning this morning, um, commenting, sharing your reflections. Yeah. Even if you're listening to this after the fact, if you want to engage uh, with us, continue this conversation, that's what this is all about. We cannot ever be able to cover you know, in an hour, everything that we need to. So don't forget that this is a continual process. You're welcome to not only connect with us here on the screen, but each other to continue this conversation. So uh, really, really powerful, powerful things so far. I really appreciate what you've been able to share thus far, because you got people thinking.
1: Yeah, that's good. I love creating the discussion and being a part of the dialogue.
0: So, so good. In a minute, I'm going to have you uh, share a little bit about how people can stay connected to you. And yeah. I know they all need to go follow you on social media and continue yeah. to consume all your insights. So more and more and more to come. Before we get into that, um, we love to celebrate good news stories and just goofy holidays going on in the world that either are, you know, religious or cultural holidays, which is just so wonderful to learn more about the people in our world, but also just some of those funny holidays that we can all choose to be a part of. Are you willing to celebrate with us?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Awesome. (laughs) There are some wacky ones today. I won't I won't mind, but there's some really powerful ones, too. I think it's so good to hear about the the holidays that some of our students or colleagues might be celebrating the first is that it's a American Indian Citizenship Day today, so something that wow. like you to learn more about if you're unfamiliar. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that.
0: It's also a National Bubba Day, and I didn't know what this was, but in reading it, it jokingly talks about the word "bubba" being a nickname for typically a pet of somebody that you have in terms of endearment. And so okay. for whoever in your world you might refer to as Bubba, apparently it's the day to celebrate. Them.
1: Well, you know, immediately came to my mind was Forrest Gump, but maybe I don't
0: know. No, I thought the same thing. I was like, is this a movie celebration? No, <laughs> That's so it, funny. It's just an endearing uh, nickname you might call I your I love family. it. I love it. I love it. It's national love your dentist day, national leave the office early day. It's also national Rocky Road Day. Are you an ice cream?
1: Hold on. I so am an ice cream, but hold love your dentist. I have a dentist appointment later on today.
0: Do you I have to I do? This is a have, big deal. I have to tell you, these holidays, sometimes there's two, sometimes there's 50, but there's always one that hits you special where you're like, wow, that's so meant to funny. be on Daily Drop-In this morning to celebrate my dentist. I love it. Wow. Yep. So um, I think permission to see your dentist and then eat Rocky Road later is uh, <laughs> totally appropriate. After a good cleaning, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, In addition to that, as you're celebrating your dinner tonight, it is rotisserie chicken day that we can all celebrate. Uh, It's Orthodox Anceston Day, which is a celebration to give thanks to um, Orthodox uh, celebration of of those that are in the Christian faith. So something to learn more about. And um, as we continue to celebrate all the different things that are going on um, there's always seemingly a holiday to find ourselves within. So, so, make, true, sure that,
1: so true. make sure you're
0: celebrating.
1: <laughs> so true. I love that. That was fun. I got. I definitely need to do something special then going into my cleaning this afternoon.
0: Yes, that will be really funny. Uh, (laughs) And our good news story for the day, this is about an educator that chose to bring something into their classroom in a preschool classroom that I just thought was so creative. I love when we're able to give our students not only incredible learning opportunities, but opportunities to get involved in our community. So let's celebrate this one. The title of this says preschoolers were able to auction off their works of art and all of the the money and celebration was able to be donated to Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, I love that. I love it. So thanks to the kids at the Learning Experience Preschool that actually happened across the United States, um, they were able to share their artwork with all of their local communities to raise money. In April, the preschools launched a campaign to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Which, for those of you who are unfamiliar, helps fulfill wishes of children with um, illnesses that that are irreversible with the help of all the work that they were able to do. They raised a ton of money across a number of different areas and were able to give these preschoolers the experience of not only being able to give back to others, but also connect with some of the children in the Make-A-Wish program um, and support all their wishes. So there's a really cute picture of little kids and masks and little things oh, that they created. Wow. and it's wonderful that a teacher was able to say, you know, hey, let's let's do some powerful work.
1: And there you go. And there you go. So the power true. of the educator, I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. If wow. you are thinking through different opportunities to get your students involved and you know foundations like Make a Wish or anything else in your community, don't forget that your students have the power to share their voices and their, you know, creativity and uh, as a way to continue to support the incredible things out there. So if any of you choose to take on that challenge, make sure to reach out to us. We'd love to hear about it.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: good. I love that. Brianna, as we kind of wrap up our conversation here, I know we're going to have some educators wanting to connect with you because you shared some really, really, really wonderful tips on a very difficult topic earlier this morning. Would you mind sharing how people can stay connected?
1: I love that. And thank you for the opportunity. So at theeducatorsadvocate.com, it's my website. You can go there, join our email community and just see uh, what we have to offer by way of coaching and consulting there. Uh, The Educators Advocate on Instagram and The Educators Advocate on TikTok and Brianna Advocates on Twitter. So on either of those platforms. Oh, and don't let me forget YouTube. The Educators Advocate as well. So on either of your preferred platforms, please join in. I love the conversation and the dialogue that we've been having with educators across the nation. It's been exciting.
0: Mm, so, so, so good. And I want to challenge all of you. I know we had some difficult questions, reflection moments on this morning's show. Don't be fearful of these. It's a wonderful opportunity yeah. to get to know ourselves better and celebrate the work that we're going to continue yeah. to do regardless. So yeah. I'm excited to hear about everybody's journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Brianna, thank you so much for waking up bright and early with us. I'm excited thank for you. our community to check in with you. and Absolutely. For everyone else, we hope you have a great Thursday. Happy Thursday, friends. See you later.